From New York City, the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production present Live from America Podcast. We will make America great again. How about new, you crazy Dutch bastard? Live from America Podcast. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Just so you understand. We can't be the stupid country anymore. Live from America podcast. I believe we can keep the promise of our founding. The idea that if you're willing to work hard, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what you look like or where you love. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white or Hispanic or Asian or Native American or young or old or rich or poor, able, disabled, gay or straight. You can make it here in America if you're willing to try. It's just words, folks. It's just words. This is Live from America Podcast with Noam Dorman and Haddon Gabs. So welcome to uh, Live from America Podcast (laughs) Uh, from the Comedy Cellar, the best comedy club. In the world, and this is the best podcast if you compare it to the one downstairs. Uh, <laughs> it's the best one, even though Noam is in both. But you know, here we have better guests, and uh, of course, Depot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, welcome guys to the show. Uh, let me we have a, a CNN all star oh, lineup today. Um, start with the lady in the house. Hello, she's Jewish, so and Israeli, it makes it even worse. And Israeli, so uh, Miss uh. Haras Gold? Hadas. Not Hadas. Yeah, Hadas. Oh, Hadas. You told me a Haras. Oh, I'm sorry. My yeah, bad. she told you Haras. Hadas. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, I, I, I try I'm to sure, make I'm you sure Arab. She, I'm sure she told you her own wrong name. Go ahead. No, not her. Oh, Oliver told you that? It's okay. Sometimes people. I'm, call I try me, to blame other people. Sometimes people call me Hamas on accident, and that just makes sense. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're going to call you. Uh, Hadas Gold. And of course, uh, uh, Mr. Oliver Darcy, uh, and uh, comedian. Tony Darrow, my favorite person in the whole world, because he's anti-Semitic. Uh, so welcome, guys, Jeez. to the show. Yeah, uh, and it's a show where we talk about uh, politics, uh, news, culture, and of course, the Arab-Israeli conflict. The Jew? No, not not. It's not a conflict. The Jews. The Jews. Yeah. <laughs> the Jews. <laughs> he called it conflict. conflict. All. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the topic for today, Hassan? And we I talk mean, about. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. What do you think the topic will be today? Of course, DACA. W- of course, DACA. What do you guys think of that? Trump again, taking all the credit. Let the experts. Uh, all right, Oliver. What do I think about it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it was pretty. I mean, I, I don't, what has he done so far? It seems like he's kind of procrastinating. He put the pressure on Congress and then mm-hmm. said today that uh, if they don't act, that he will reconsider it basically after six months. So I'm not sure what he's done other than kind of kick the can. On well, the he road. stopped applications. Right. Yeah. So I, I have a theory. I know my theory. No. Hadass wants no. to tell her theory first. I want, first. I want to hear your theory. Okay, this is my theory. This uh, is this is the like way. Have Jews work together. This is the this is the structure you have to view these things in. There's two categories of Trump actions. The the, the lion's share are the, the Krauthammer's description, the barstool eruptions, where he just offs something out of his mouth that, that nobody's heard before that he hadn't even thought of before it came out of his mouth. Like I'm no more transgenders in the military. Everybody around him scrambling and didn't know it was coming. Whatever it is, and this is a lot, a lot, a lot of what he does. I mean, the whole Mexican, uh, a lot of them are rapists. I'm sure that was just, you know, riffing. Mm-hmm. This is not that. <laughs> this seems to me to have been a, a considered 
strategic decision within the administration. It's been something the right wing has been pushing him on for a long time. And if you listen to a lot of the questions, some of the reporters from the more right wing outlets in the White House briefing room have been asking. They've been asking about DACA for a very long time now. Yep. Okay, but this is my this is my theory, or I mean, maybe wishful thinking. I think they were looking at this wall fizzling and not going to get past. And Trump is always about leverage. What's my leverage? He, first, he's calling Taiwan as his leverage against China. He's always thinking about leverage. The leverage is we will compromise on DACA if you compromise on border security in one sense or another. And then we all make some sort of grand bargain. And I and I think that's I hope that's where this is going, because he always spoke kindly about the dreamers. It was never his thing. Right. And oh. they really they really have no leverage on this wall thing. He, what, he talks out of both sides of his mouth. Whatever, anything he's good. He, he said about something another day. He said the total opposite. So well, yeah. listen, norm, normally with Trump, I would say he got no end game. He's just blah, blah, blah. But within the within the Oval Office when they're all sitting around, they, yeah. some, they, they I believe they're speaking in a more, in a strategic so what way. What does it mean? They I'm, have to some, they, what is, well, let's ask, so what is the outcome you believe they want? No, deport? No. Uh, uh, so if, if it's not that, then what is the outcome? Just to leave them in limbo and have everybody scared, have all these, a daily story on the news about someone didn't go to the emergency room because they were afraid of getting deported. Well, I don't understand. They had, so so it... one possible thing is that this is good leverage to some grand bargain of immigration reform, a la what George Bush had tried to do, that Sanders filibustered. That's my... Well, it's all on Congress now because he's got no input. He's got no yeah. ideas. Yeah. He's just like... But now the Democrats might have to grin and bear it and compromise on something even this wall or some Why? sort of measure. I don't think they'll have to. So that the people, the DACA kids will not get deported. Uh. Although by saying that he's going to look at it again in six months if Congress doesn't act, doesn't that sort of give it does, away his It does hand? undercut him a little bit. Right. Yeah, what does that so mean? Didn't he undercut himself? Yeah, he did. I think he did a little bit. He does that all the time. That that probably, they, they probably said, <laughs> Donald, shut up. You know, <laughs> because he knows, he probably knows it makes him look really harsh. So he's trying to like, he can't bear it because he wants people to love him. So listen, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I don't really mean this, you know, that's, but that would be total Trump-like, you know, that kind of narcissism. He can't bear to be hated. Well, there's been some reporting that even in the hours leading up to the announcement, he wasn't quite clear on what that and, and what such a measure would mean for all of those people. Yeah. And he's, and as we've all been saying, he's always been very, spoken very kindly about the DACA recipients and, and the dreamers. And it, this is just, you know, passing the buck on to Congress and making them look even worse. Uh, and he's always he's been railing now on Congress and on Republicans for such a long time. And that if they can't also pass this, then why well, do you think he didn't make that announcement himself and have they sessions? claimed they claimed that that actually that the initial announcement during Obama was also done by the attorney general. So uh -huh. Sarah, Sarah Sanders was saying that it was um, they were following what had previously been done, that it was the legal aspect of it. Uh, Is that why they're tweeting all the time? Because <laughs> Obama was tweeting all the time? I, I think, <laughs> I, I just, I, I can imagine that they wanted it to seem very legally. But what happens now? I'm a little unclear about that. Well, Congress doesn't figure so they, it out. They have, they have six months now, to, so they've stopped the new applications. Right, but are they removing anyone? No, they are not removing anyone, but they there has been some guidance that the dreamers should be prepared for removal. And there's been conflicting information sent. So let's say if you're if you're working somewhere, um, I know that at CNN some reporters have been talking to some employment lawyers and even employment attorneys are giving uh, conflicting information to people because they don't know. They don't know whether to tell somebody it's going to be fine, you can continue working as normal or literally prepare for deportation and at any point. But also the, the other thing that's really scaring a lot of the dreamers is that 
The government now has so much information on all of them. That's they have yeah, that was my bank next question. Bank histories, yeah. addresses, phone numbers, jobs, mm-hmm. social security numbers. Like apps, or, I don't know if they have actual social have security. Those. Yeah, they don't have social security <laughs> numbers. And they don't have but, a country. But but like that, they they have so much information on them that if they were to get deported, they'd be the easiest. They'll find them. To yeah, find. But they they where are they deporting them to? They don't have a country. Technically, the countries of they have birth. a country. Yeah. They're the children of, of people who don't who are, if, I but mean, they were born here. No, no, they were no, born no, here. They'd be citizens. Right here. Yeah. You, Ladies and gentlemen, we want to apologize for Tony Darrow. We're, we're going to catch him up. <laughs> These are people born in you know Venezuela, Mexico. I came here with their I parents. Made, I made the same mistake. Did they born here? Oh, of course they're not born here. Yeah. But they've been. But so, the thing is, some of them have right. been here since they were infants. Right, right, Literally infants. Well, under sixteen, the law was you know as long as they're under sixteen. But a lot. The average age, I think, was six. Uh, six years old when they were brought over and so a lot of them don't even speak the language they've yeah. never been to the countries of their birth they don't know any other country and a lot of them don't actually realize that they are dreamers until they start applying for driver's licenses Yeah, and that's when they realize that they are not actually documented that's right the story about the kids didn't even know mm-hmm. parents never told them they know and there's about 900 <laughs> of them serving <laughs> they know <laughs> hold on there's 900 of them serving in the military right now Yeah. what happens if you're serving in the military and you're a dreamer and you're going to be deported while what if you're transgender and a dreamer. What if you... Well, look, in, in general, I, I actually think the bigger concern is these people getting scared and that forcing them into uh, underground type of behavior, which leads to bad consequences for them. People are deported pretty rarely, and it's usually when they stick their head up with something illegal or whatever it is. I, I, I doubt that there's going to be lots of dreamers deported ever, but who? why should but people have to live this way? How many of those people lose I mean, their jobs or their housing because somebody says, Hey, your lease is coming up in uh, in a couple no, no. Of months. I don't know what's going to happen after that. I don't, I don't I, want to give you another lease because you might be deported. I'm saying I think the problem is much more significant than just deportations. Even for those who are not deported, it's no way to force people who've been here their entire right. life to live. It also seems like it would be making them less productive in society if they can't get jobs. And it's counterproductive right. for society, yeah. Right. Why don't they just have a path to residency? Leave citizenship down the road. Have a path to legal residency. They're here anyway. But the right would call that amnesty. Anything that allows people who are entered illegally to stay in some sort of legal status would be called amnesty by the Breitbart. Well, it is amnesty, but the right, the the most of the right will agree to the amnesty, I believe, if they are satisfied with border security. And this is where it's always broken down. I I I think that there is a majority. In all, in both houses, to put something through. Look, George Bush tried, right? And if there's a cap on legal immigration, too. Yeah, whatever, you know, get back to the old kind of compromising bill where everybody gets something and nobody gets everything, and and let's solve this. That's so old school thinking. Yeah, but all right. But I I somehow think... Compromise? I'm trying to think, where else could they be going with this? Does Trump think he's, like, is this going to help him politically? It's not going to help him politically. It's well, gonna help him with his base. It's gonna help right? him with his, his base. Yeah. Is, his base is his base. It doesn't need any help with his base. They well, need I don't their know. Food. There's been oh, yeah, signs of him losing his base. Like Ann Coulter has been, you know, going after him pretty harshly. Oh, this, She's yeah. an opportunist. Whatever. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Well, regardless, she commands like a lot of the audience. Actually, and, and she doesn't want to come to this. You're incorrect about that. <laughs> yeah. She's actually not an opportunist. She really believes this stuff. She does. Like she turned on Trump, in a way that's actually commendable in the sense that most people are are twisting themselves into pretzels to try to rationalize what he's actually doing with what he promised he would do and we still support him where he's like no you said you were going to do this and and that's i'm true. done with you you know right and we're seeing a lot of that 
right on the uh, on the far right. And Breitbart is going to now, with Bannon particularly out of the White House, go after Trump's advisors. So I, I don't. <laughs> Bannon is awesome. <laughs> First of all, I tell you, I I downloaded an article the other day, and I tried to find what like something Steve Bannon had actually said. Not what they attributed to him or, they, or we suspect that he believes. Something he'd actually said that I like really disagree with. And I couldn't find anything. <laughs> I, I swear to God. I, I, I don't think that tells us something about Ben. It tells us something about you. No, for instance, so, so I start looking up all his quotes. Like he says, he says, he's talking about immigration. He says, the right likes the cheap labor and the left likes the cheap votes. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's exactly right. On, on uh, Korea, he says, he says, you show me a solution that doesn't lead yeah, to a million that, yeah. dead Koreans. Until I hear 10 that. Million. 10 uh, million. Uh, 10 million. Until I hear that, this is all bull. Yeah, they've, they got, got us. they've got us. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I, I think he's right. Like like a lot of like stuff like that. I still read that. I said, man, me and Bannon are on the same page there. Somebody should tell the, the president Bannon of the was United the States. One, the Bannon was the one who advised Trump not to fire Comey. So, so I don't, he's looking at, yeah, yeah, you can Google that. That was, that came out in the, in the, uh, in, in the Why? Did he say I, why? I think, I, I, I don't know. He, I'm sure he said why, but I didn't read what, oh. what reason he said. <laughs> say it. So what do you want to say? You guys, uh, so I think he did. He was the one that expect, expressed hesitancy about firing coming. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I, I know I'm right. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going with my facts. Yeah, I, I, you're pretty good. Yeah. No, say something if it's against Noam. We, <laughs> no. Not for so, him. So now what, what has he actually like, said? He's very much about the social fabric and the social fabric coming apart. And I think the social fabric is coming apart. So to to talk about it rather than just stick your head in the sand about it, you know, that's that doesn't make him a well, bad He hasn't actually said anything. I, I think he's getting a bum rap in a certain way. I mean, he, he, he has a Darth Vader-like quality to him <laughs> that doesn't help. Like, I think he tries selling that too, that Darth Vader, I am oh, like... he loves that. Yeah, yeah, he likes being the evil villain behind the scenes and, and, and people thinking that he's extremely powerful. What but, about... But, but, uh, what I, I, I can't I, believe... You're screaming anti-Semitism. What about the little globes around all the, uh, you know, the globalists? Well, I'm so happy you brought that because the first time I ever heard of Steve Bannon was at the comedian dinner. I, I think I told the story at, mm -hmm. at Del Frisco. And Tom Papa says, did you hear Trump appointed an anti-Semite to be... Uh, and Keith, uh, anti-Semite to be his chief strategist. I'm like, why would Trump appoint an anti-Semite? His daughters are, are Orthodox Jew, and it just doesn't make any sense. So, no, it's true. It's, it's in the so of course you get in the papers, and yeah, they say Bannon. New York Times, Bannon is an anti-Semite. You and I talked about this, I think, at some point because and he said there was a there was a headline in Breitbart about renegade Jews. Well, there's also the divorce documents. The divorce documents. That's why they got. Well, that, well, yeah. well let's let's leave one that. So renegade Jews was a big one. So I said, well, let me, renegade Jews, let me read this. Well, it turns out it was an article by David Horowitz, who was like a right-wing, you know, uh, no, no, nobody's anti-Semite. But more importantly, the whole point of the article was that he felt Jews were not being sufficiently concerned about their own interests yeah. by going, uh, by, by, by supporting Hillary. So, and, I, and I've heard regret from Breitbart people about that headline. They thought that it was... Right, but the Not auspicious the New York Times uh, ought to be responsible for actually taking two seconds to read the article before they accuse somebody of something as really as serious as anti-Semitism. So rather than so, what they did very in Orwellian way, they accused him of anti-Semitism for actually writing and publishing an article which was concerned about Judaism. So that's what I say. What's going on? And now divorce papers. What did he? What, what was he quoted as saying? Something about spoiled brat Jews, whatever it is. Yeah, that he didn't want his children to go to a school that had a bunch of 
juice. whiny juice. Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with yeah. that? Yeah, first of all, first of all, because you would say that too. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I, no, I, I, would, I, would, I, I don't regard that as such a as a like. I can see on the upper side. I don't want my kid. You know, when you're speaking just to your family, you know, you, you they know you. So in the context of somebody knows you, we we all say things like oh, wow. But listen, oh. I'm, I'm not particularly sensitive about people saying something about Jews or whatever it is. But it didn't strike me as hateful. But more importantly. Divorce papers, yeah. as Chris Rock told me, they are. You cannot get through a divorce without your wife accusing you of abusing your kids. I mean, they, they, they. The lawyer sets about to try to find things, truthful or not, to to turn you into a monster. And, and if, oh, yeah. and if okay. all they have, if all we have is his divorce papers. Come on. I would like to say he was charged with domestic abuse. Oh, he may be a domestic abuser. I'm saying anti-Semitism. Okay. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> and, and, and by the way. Oh, that's, uh, I, that's I mean, much I, better. I'm, no, no. Mm. It's not bad. I can't comment on the domestic abuse. I mean, obviously not everybody who's charged is guilty. I'm just saying, you know, if he's, I'm not defending him against domestic abuse. I'm saying I... You can be a domestic abuser and not be an anti when, when the most important media outlets in the country are, are actually calling him anti-Semitic. I do see... And I can't find anything... Except the divorce paper, I'm saying, what's going on here? I do see your point that that people, some people have seen that the mainstream media has overblown the uh, racist, anti-Semitic kind of label. I'm afraid on, they made it up out of whole cloth. Supporting or around Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I feel like they made the whole thing up, and then and then they use that they create they make Bannon into an anti-Semite with no evidence, and then they make Trump into an anti-Semite. What about the things with the with the Jewish members? Aren't there well? enough ridiculous things about Trump without having to make them up? <laughs> no, but I mean, like on Breitbart, where they do the thing with the globes when it's like what the, are the globes? It's supposed to be globalists, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, they, they, you know, it's funny because the globalists have been right. Like, again, don't get me wrong, I'm not defending or not defending. Like, I just remember 20 years ago, Pat Buchanan predicting a lot of the stuff which is now happening, including rejection of American culture and and. Uh, you know all our symbols or whatever it is, and everybody was thought he was ridiculous. Now he's he he feels like banned about the globalists, and maybe that crackpot. But things are going in that direction, and well, I think when Bannon now you may and you may yes, think it should go in that direction, and that's why you disagree with him. But he he's not dumb. I mean, he's not. Something has changed drastically in the country, for better or for worse. So what oh. do the globes mean to you? Well, I mean, basically, what do the globes mean to you when you? You, you can't pass this. You brought it up, Tony. Well, apparently, that's his code for Jews, the globe. Oh, that's not his code for well, Jews. That's... Yeah. Not. All right, let's All talk right. about listen, Obama's listen, statement. Listen, right? well, I, said, I said this last week. I don't want any fucking conspiracies on this show, okay? If you're oh, going to say uh, something. Oh, I have a surprise for you. Well, even, the even, next, the even, next three even, weeks. Even though I have an Arab on, I don't want any conspiracy <laughs> theories. I, I, if you're going to uh, say something like that, you have to be able to back that up. Okay. Oh, the fine. next three Forget weeks, me. I have yeah, I have some, some surprises for you. Uh, <laughs> but just because you said you don't he, want he, conspiracy Egyptian, theories. He told me he loved, <laughs> Egyptians love their conspiracy theories. He always that's, tells me. That's right. So let's talk about Obama's statement today. What's your back? Why? Why do I? I, I, I oh, you didn't know? <laughs> no, I, I know he was that today that he released it. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday, it was yesterday. 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 I didn't it, sleep it since seems, yesterday. Sorry. It seems like a long time ago. You want to play it? It was very long. Yeah. Oh, but the long. gist of it was that he yeah. was saying. <laughs> Somebody take that. Pillow. He was saying Trump's decision on DACA was cruel and it was. But he doesn't um, call him by name. Right. Yeah. Right. But do you think it's okay to for president to talk about? I think that's a good question. I, I mean, because it never. I, I'm right. here for the good questions. Right. Forget about Noam's side. I ask great <laughs> I questions here. 
<laughs> well, George Bush never talked about. Can you about... focus when I ask questions? So, somebody tweeted that the Globes mean Jew, so that's his proof. Go ahead. Somebody tweeted that. <laughs> no, I just, I just Someone? Oh, what? Oh, no, no, a person. No, that's no, an no. evidence. Oh, wow. No, I picked up. The, I just picked up that article. It was the first one up there. But just look at Breitbart. You well, don't have to take we'll my word. We'll revisit that. Go ahead, Oliver. Go ahead. I'm curious about the Globes now. I can't believe nobody heard of this except for me. No, I, I heard. I've, I've I've heard of this. There's been a thing going on where people say this, but it's recent. It's anyway. Go ahead. Go ahead. Since he left the White Obama House, Obama said it was a heartless. Obama, right. Obama had said he would speak out on DACA. He Trump did, attack. and then he, but he's been speaking out quite a bit. It seems like, right? Yeah. Um, Relative uh, to other former presidents, right? Yeah. Right. Did it ever happen before? Not this early. Yeah. Yeah. No. This is six months. No, I don't, months I don't, I don't, I don't remember it happening at all. Well, yeah. Not, not in modern history. Probably happened in the 1700s, but. Oh, what was saying? Hear ye, hear ye. I disagree with this president. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- the <laughs> I think Lincoln did tweet tweet about somebody before. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I don't, I don't know what I think about it. I think it's interesting for sure that I mean we, the president's tweeting about or putting comments on Facebook. It was on, it was, it was on his website or something. Yeah, on his Facebook. I think it was on his Facebook I, page. Why can't he say? I, I mean, you know, people put too much on the way things were done. I mean, let him speak out. But, but is it, it not? Be, it's unbecoming of a former president yeah. to pass judgment on on his successor. It's like you don't want this uh, person oh. out there second guessing everything you're doing. Oh. And it's, yeah, oh, we passed that. We're way past that. <laughs> but it yeah, seems like, like of, of all the things that, like, all the precedents that have been broken, this one's, like, to me, the least shocking. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't know. But um, it seems um, like he was defending himself more than, you know, because Trump started to. Um, they said it was illegal. Yeah. Unless, unless well, it, it is illegal. It is illegal. But that's the. But Trump. But not it, only that, he said that uh, Obama set up. These kids by saying, but uh, in 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 the document it says it's temporary, so they can use their addresses. Well, okay, and stuff. so here's the other part of it. Maybe you guys know there is this thing bubbling up through the courts that was eventually going to force the courts to decide whether this illegal or is illegal or not. And the previous case, which handled other Obama's other unilateral change of the immigration law, Obama lost. So and now the court, uh, you know, has, uh, it's presumably this was this probably is illegal. That doesn't mean that Trump had to deal with it. He could have just let sleeping dogs lie. But then the question is, when they when the courts finally did overturn it, what would happen then? But then Trump wouldn't be blamed for it. So politically, if this is a liability for him, he could have waited till the courts overturned it, and then he could have thrown it to the Congress. But you know, I thought Ben Smith of BuzzFeed had an interesting piece out the other day. It was uh, about Trump and killing the hostages, and he was essentially saying that Trump can't get anything passed through Congress. So he's resorting to satisfying his base by doing things through executive action. So he pulled out of the uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership. He uh, pulled out of the Paris Accords. And these are things that he can do by executive order. So DACA is another one to satisfy the base, but he doesn't have to go through Congress. And I found that to be interesting. Well, the same thing for Obama, right? But well, well, Obama, passed, Obama. Obama passed Obamacare. You know, but he after, got stuff but, through Congress. And then for the next six years, he got nothing. He, he did a lot of executive orders, which I'm not saying is bad. I'm saying, but he, I mean, the whole immigration thing was an executive order. And, and I, uh, about something he thought he said initially he didn't have the authority to do, and then he did it. I would say that Obama, no Obama also speaking out right now is partly similar to Trump is to satisfy the base. Right now, the Democrats, liberals don't feel like they have some sort of leader that they can look to, some some guiding northern light. And so Obama is doing that by stepping in. And when he does these every now and then statements, if Hillary Clinton made a statement right now, nobody would like pay attention. <laughs> I mean, she has a book out. Nobody's paying attention. Oh, she's horrible. She's so horrible. I, I, every time I see her again, I just stunned. We talk about this. Yeah, you, you've lost the right to say Hillary's horrible. Why? 
because of what's in the Oval Office. No, no, one has nothing to do with the other. Oh, so yeah. That that oh, yeah, audio, that audio, did you hear the audio tape where she's reading her book about how she let, it's just so stiff. And the and the the prose. That's why she's horrible, because she's stiff? Yeah. Well, she's horrible about everything, but, <laughs> but no, no. In other words, when Obama, Obama speaks about the, or writes about the dreamers, it's stirring in a way, you know, where with her, it's just, and she's going through the motions and she I guess even if she really, really we talk about this well, there's that there was that uh tape recording of her discussing the time that she helped get the child rapist out on the technicality do you remember that recording yeah so in that she sounds so like fluid and and like relaxed and kind of appealing did you did you listen to the recording like we've never ever heard that hillary i don't know but apparently that's her so she is capable of it but when she speaks, and she, everything is so seems like so focus group and so tested, and every word is considered from every angle, it just totally gets I think that's homogenized. I have a fun story. I once served Hillary Clinton lunch. Her and Huma Abedin. I was a waitress in Washington D.C. It's probably 2009 or 2010, and she came in with the front desk staff of the State Department at the time to have like a fun post-holiday lunch. And they were having a grand old time. She was making jokes about. How, they were like talking about Sarah Palin's reality TV show. They were talking about how Hillary was like, well, I actually know how to hunt and I have three stuffed ducks in my office. They were talking about like Bill Clinton and his obsession with college sports. And then at one point, the staff were talking about how they went to a karaoke bar where part of the game was that they had to impersonate somebody famous. And she stopped and she was like, well, did anybody do me? I'm famous. And like everybody cracked. It was, it was funny. Like she was. She had charm. Yeah, she was normal. But you don't see that. No, you don't see that. And in this book, I mean, she's like, and I. I let them down, and I will have to live with that for the rest of my life. Well, she's not a great public speaker. She's not a good performer. It's such a cliche way to even put it. It's just the whole thing. Well, maybe she's not a good writer. Or, uh, yeah, I'm saying that's why I say she's horrible. Like, what is she good at? She might have well, been. She might have been a good well, president. I'll tell you what she's good at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she might have been a good president. <laughs> she's NBD. good at not dropping nuclear weapons on North Korea, but she's really good at. Oh, that. that's interesting. So, what do we do about Korea? Uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Stevenson, <laughs> what, what do we do? Well, I know what we don't do. What? We don't start a war between the two biggest militaries in the world. We're starting the, the war? On the, you know what? If we're not, if, if there's any way we could prevent anything, then we are starting the war. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter if Kim Jong-un, maybe he wants a war. If, this might be the time for him because we look weak. China and Russia are backing him up. Maybe he wants a, so this war. What, what, how far would you take this? What if they... What if they shoot off a, a weapon that we know can hit Los Angeles? Nope. All right. Well, that that's just you know no. that's just nuts. What? What? Why is it nuts? <laughs> what, why? Because you're gonna say, okay, well, we'll make sure we'll, like 20 million people will die. I'm gonna. I'm so gonna tell that, you. What? We could be right back where we are right now. I, no, I don't want 20 million end. people. I'm gonna tell you why it's nuts. First of all, it's my and even David David Rothkopf approved. It's my it's my monkey at the typewriter analogy. This is Stephen. You, no, I know, but we're, you know <laughs> that joking, they say that if you put really a low. if you put a monkey at a typewriter, yeah, yeah, give it yeah. enough time, he'll type but shake. Perfect novel, plays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Meaning that the lesson there, Tony, is yeah. that given enough time, the possible will happen. Every time you give some dictator, especially some nut job, the ability to drop an atom bomb at, right. on America, you're you're for no other reason. We don't need more monkeys at the typewriter. Okay, and this, so what's, that's reason so number what's, one. What's your, number well, two. There's a, a lo, there's a lot of monkeys at that typewriter. So. Well, you, you have India, num, we have Number Pakistan. two, back in the day, your ilk, 
the left wing, used to regard nuclear proliferation. Yeah, used to regard nuclear proliferation as the most important I issue there was. I mean, we had the doomsday clock, and everything was because, and, and everything was about arms control and pre pre preventing anybody from having an and, atom and, bomb. And, and we lost. But partisan politics has switched it around. Number three, do you want everybody in Asia? Now arming with atom bombs and create all all those more monkeys at a typewriter. Okay, I so mean, let I mean, me ask you a question. And, and number four as, is as, and, as number, a, and number four, and I'm done. What does it mean well, to say? What does it mean numbers. to say that the United States of America that that right. we are always going to give in to someone who's bellicose? So if the at all costs we don't want to take the military, the military option is off the table at all costs, and all over the world, start your missile programs because oh, as soon sure. as you can hit us, we won't do a thing about it. That's Come the whole on. point. That's why it's a deterrent. No, That's the whole point of it being a deterrent. So what's your what's your solution that we should what invade? I, I, think, I actually think should... that my solution, and, and of course I don't know enough about it really to know that this is right. the right solution. Well, you know that you have the two biggest militaries in the world within no, the, you know, the feet that, of each other. The thing that I that I heard that seemed that it would have some chance of working in my small mind. I I mean I know there's probably things I don't know. <laughs> no. uh, short of no, short of a military strike is stop trade with China. And just fucking bite the bullet. Oh, and that. and and just hope that, hope that, uh, in the end they'll say, "Uncle, play chicken on that issue," because that will force China. I mean, to didn't end this. Putin come out yesterday and say that they'll eat grass? They don't care no, about sanctions. All sanction, they want not is the bomb. sanctions. Stop trade with China. And China will put pressure on them, but. Oh, what China will go down in, in in a free fall without American trade? And, and what will America do with that? With without China, we, we, well, we will be we will we will struggle with higher price goods and, and some shortages of, of cheap goods in the short term. But it won't last very long, in my estimation, because China is not going to keep propping this guy up while they while they're out of money. They're just not going. They're going to say, "Get this guy out of here." You know, that that's that. Other than that, I, I'm hoping they have some kind of Israeli six day war solution where they can go in there and we don't realize it and just. Eliminate them. But, Here we go. But, I, I don't think so. I've been preparing for this for sixty years. I don't want. Man. I don't want a million dead Koreans. Yeah. But I fucking don't want. Right. I mean, the the United States of America is not going to be worried about some crazy person with an atom bomb. Well, there's, there'll always be Pakistan. Yeah. We'll always have Pakistan. <laughs> this is Tony. So don't worry. Can I? Can but I? But the lesson is. I told you this last week. The lesson to this is, don't ever forget it in the future, nip it in the bud. The experts always get it wrong. They always think there's more time. We just found that we were just told just last week, oh, they're, yeah. they're a year away from being able to, to, to tip. A, the, the, sure enough, they're able to do it. We were told, we're not even sure Iran is actually even developing an atom bomb. And, exactly. uh, they're three months away. We got to sign the deal no matter what it is. Yeah. All these issues could have been Israeli style handled when, when there was nothing there. Boom. Yeah. Done. Not so if you learn something, learn, uh, act Not like North Israel. Korea. Boom. Not North Korea. <laughs> we could have ended Boom. that program. Regardless of, I'm just joking. She, she doesn't know me too much. She's upset. I'm just joking. I'm not upset. She's an you Israeli. Should. She, she or you should be. <laughs> <laughs> right, can I ask but, a question? Yeah, that there's I asked? no military option. Can it I ask may a, not be. I, I don't, I, I, I'm going to ask a question that drove you crazy last, last week and you wanted to leave, but I locked the door already, so I can't. <laughs> can I ask that question? What was the question? Uh, so North Korea and Iraq both started the program at the same time. Both had crazy leaders at the same time. Why did we decide to go to Iraq and not North Korea? I answered you this last week. No, I wanted to ahead. answer. Okay, go ahead. 
Wait, why do I always have to answer these questions? <laughs> I get the worst questions. <laughs> you, you may not realize you, how whoa, much I talk, whoa, whoa. but you're the expert. Are you, are you calling my questions the worst questions? You look I, so I, serious. I think Oliver. I said the questions were the best questions did last you, time. Did you, now did I changed my mind. You did. Can you save me? I Go ahead. No? I have no idea. Tony? I don't even understand. What, what was the question? <laughs> is anybody, le- is this my question? Hold on. Hold on. Check one, two. Got, Why are we going to Iraq and South Korea? No, Iraq and North Korea both right. started their program at the same right. time. Both had crazy leaders. Why did we go to war with Iraq and not North Korea back then? Well, I mean, the, was, was the, war, the first reason was they invaded, they invaded Kuwait, number one. I mean, we wouldn't have. Sent troops second there, time. Said, oh, the second time? Yeah. That, well, was, that yeah. was a good that was a good try though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well he said when they invaded Iraq. I don't know which time you met. I figured that you'd mean the first time. Right, hot time. You obviously nobody, know the answer. Nobody like, gets No, no. Huh? He doesn't know the answer. He, of course know, I know the answer. What is the answer? Whoa, 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 whoa. Why did we so why oil. did we invade Iraq? There the you time? go. So well, yeah. so what happened is yeah. like oil when when I, I I think somebody said oil last week and then Norm was like went crazy. It's like it's conspiracy theory. Remember? Noam has already tuned this out. I, 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 no, I'm listening. I, no, he's my, my, my babysitter's. Uh, uh, Ask her the question. Maybe she knows. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody care about my questions. You think it's because of oil? No, I don't think so. You know so. No, I was in Kuwait. Remember, I was there. Where were you guys? Hey, I, was I, I, I gave him a very. I gave him the answer why we went to Iraq. Yeah, and not North Korea. Yeah. So that kind of like I'm on the same page with you. Like you should have dealt with that back then, just like we dealt with it uh, with Iraq. We should have dealt with North Korea at the same time. But the, we, we picked Iraq and not. The answer with Iraq was that we were trying to um, reshape the destiny of the Middle East by introducing democracy in some way. This sounds ridiculous in, in retrospect, but this is, what, this is what they thought. Like, Wolf, they really thought this was going to work. Well, mm-hmm. they were. Because the, the technologies of mass destruction, both nuclear and chemical, are so low tech. That there's really no way eventually that these are not going to proliferate. Mm-hmm. But the were they trying the to protect way, anybody in the neighborhood? The only way to address no, the only way to address the dangers right after 9/11 is to change the underlying reality of the countries. Because in Europe, we're not worried about it, and we we thought that if the Muslim world could have civil rights, civil liberties, rule of law, free press, that this would be the best way to get them to turn away from this trajectory towards extremism and it would have a domino effect across the yeah. middle east so that was Syria the reason next but uh, and and you saw it did have a domino effect it did. <laughs> yes it did. <laughs> so it wasn't total failure it definitely had a domino effect across the middle east and europe as it turns out uh, and and so that so was, mission accomplished so mission accomplished yeah so congratulations uh, of course i of course i know who i'm talking to so i can't expect you guys to to distinguish between things but i'm giving you the rat what was the, what was their rationale this is this is the problem oliver i have this all the time literally if you explain an argument to somebody or, or if somebody makes the argument the other side and i'm like no, that's not really being fair to that side because they really thought this. Say, so, why are you defending them? <laughs> I'm not fucking defending any. I'm actually just want you, like the fair-minded person uh-huh. presents the other person's argument in a way that the other person would feel was <laughs> fair to their argument. Like pre- present a good version of the other person's argument, not the worst person, the worst version of it. Just knock it down. But you always take that as defending or not defending something. I didn't say anything I'm yet. I'm just trying to get you to, to, <laughs> to get it right. I, it wasn't me. <laughs> I, I didn't say you should. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going to, but I didn't say anything. These are the voices I, in your head. I know where he's going. <laughs> he's had it with you, Lucy. <laughs> he's oh, like, I'm done with God, it. You're right. in trouble. I want to hear what Hadass uh, thinks about uh, Wolf Blitzer saying that Charlottesville was a copycat of, uh, I mean, that uh, the, the uh, where was it? Where was the most recent? Oh, uh, uh, um, 
Barcelona. The Barcelona was a copycat of Charlottesville. I had no idea that that had happened. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> we got a lot of Sorry. got a lot of press. I just started at CNN yesterday. I'm oh, great! <laughs> yesterday, so it's day so one. Let me let me let me lull you into she a was... trap so you can lose your job. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver and I won't make any no. break. <laughs> yeah, Oliver, what are you thinking? Of? He's been there for way longer than me. Um, I, I didn't. I, I'm not sure, familiar with the exact comments, but wasn't it something like he he wasn't um. What would you, what, what, do you have the comments exactly? I, I don't want to put you on record about it because yeah, it, you, I, I don't, you don't need that in your, in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not do that. Well, just, doing yeah. a great job. <laughs> not He's doing a wonderful ask him job. about Fox News. Yeah, ask oh, me about yeah. Fox News. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy to comment. Sean Hannity was once inappropriate with me, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Fox News. Listen, I, we, I just got finished ranting about it, but um, what about Antifa? Because I want to tell you that even as a Jewish person, I am not worried about a hundred loser wannabe Nazis in khakis. However, I am worried every day about left-wing retaliation towards things I want to say or do in, in my life. And, it's, and so much so that we, when we're doing our debate series. Oh, poor snowflake. Dude. <laughs> those, li those liberals bothering you. Those liberals. You, you can joke. We, when we're doing our debate series, yeah. we had to decide not to do the interesting debates because we were worried about uh, protests and consequences, you know. There's been a lot of good reporting though about Antifa recently, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and CNN actually, I'll just say this: we were the, I think, the only news organization to go inside Antifa and report. I don't know. Yeah, Fox isn't on that, um, to my knowledge. But I mean, I, I think you're. I think it's. I think can't you be worried about both of them though? Antifa, <laughs> the the radical left and the radical right. Uh, I mean, on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> oh great! Oh goodness! Step to say what you did there. Uh, yeah, you can you can be worried about both of them, but I am actually not worried about both of them. I'm only worried about the Antifa, meaning that I really, in my gut, don't Although, feel that the Nazi Party is I, growing I, in America. I think you can't talk about one without. The other in that, like, I think the Antifa sort of doesn't exist if you don't have white supremacists, you know, yeah, but in, in the streets. They're not just going after white supremacists. They're going after people like the, uh, uh, Charles Murray and Amy Wax and people who are, who are, um, who are intellectuals who are making arguments that they really don't like. If you look largely, though, at where Antifa shows up, they show up at these right-wing rallies, these, like, where the, where the fringe right shows up and they, they didn't want to do this, like, you know, free speech thing. And then, and then Antifa shows up, and it's like the radical right and the radical left clashing in the streets, and that's what sort of is happening. So if, if I wanted to have a debate and have a mile I don't think Antifa is going to come after you, Noam. Oh, I, 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 well, I think you're wrong, actually. Are you worried <laughs> on, like, a business, like, boycott lesson yeah. level, or are you worried at, like, an actual physical violence level? I'm, I'm worried about a rock through the window or— You know what? Uh, I'll talk to the guys. <laughs> I could come. I, I can stay outside that day, secure the premises. Uh, anyway, I I, I, every, I, 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 we talk, I speak to we speak to a lot of journalists now. All a right, lot the of sign is like this way. All of them say at one point or another to me, "Listen, I could never tell anybody. Don't don't tell anybody I said this. Or I, right. if I if this if if this ever got out, my career would be over. We are we are in a terrible." anti-free speech time the aclu blinked and said they're no longer in a long no longer going to defend the uh, rights of speech for certain groups if there's legal gun permit uh, rules what i mean like like they created this whole subset of of people's rights that they're no longer going to defend 
just bucking to pressure. It's, I hate to agree with Noam on this one, but I think he's right. The, uh, in my, he's in never the, said that before. Yeah, I've never, ever said that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, in the time that I've been involved with The Cellar, there has never been a right-wing backlash to anything that a comedian said on stage. But there have been numerous times where left-wing people have been in the audience. And, remember, okay, there was one time a few years ago where a comic wasn't on stage, a pretty well-known comic, and... All of a sudden, out of nowhere, there was this activist who had been in the audience who had a pretty decent following who started tweeting out, if you don't remove this comedian, we are going to boycott the seller. We are going to protest the seller. This was... Artie Lang, Artie Lang. Yeah. Okay. Uh... <laughs> it was public. It's not... Yeah, okay. So... Uh... What was he saying? He made a joke about um, Black Lives Matter and about who was the guy who. No, but that wasn't really the joke. Was no, about... I, I remember the joke. Yeah. It was uh, so Eric Garner. Eric Garner. Eric Garner. Um, Artie Lang is in the middle of having sex and he says, uh, I can't breathe. Or, no, no, no. The girl says, I can't breathe. And he says something like, you know, uh, Oh, don't bring politics into the bedroom, baby. And she says, no, fat ass, I can't breathe. <laughs> and so this activist who was in the audience got really offended. And then she gets on Twitter and she starts tweeting about how if you don't remove Artie Lang from the lineup, we will protest the yeah, cell. They, they, they wanted to come protest the club where Artie Lang made it. She didn't even understand the joke. You know, it wasn't he wasn't making fun of anything about anybody dying. He was just whatever. Comedians make. I mean, I don't have to tell you, but uh, I mean, you, under, you almost understand. felt like he did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, but this was but real. Are we talking about Antifa, or are we talking about boycotts, or just well, the that, general uh, Antifa freedom wasn't, of speech? Wasn't, wasn't on my radar. Right. I'm talking about the general, uh, like Facebook now. Right. Is let me tell you two things. Facebook now, there people are trying to get each other thrown off Facebook for saying things. I'm like, why can't anybody say whatever they want? Well, like well, Kevin I mean, Brennan ruined that, like that for everybody. Well, let me ask you. <laughs> well, 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 let, I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking like philosophically, like. Okay, if I'm, having, if I'm having a phone conversation and I say something racist, should the phone company be able to stop my phone? That's if I'm a, having a party line, should they be able to... That's a real debate about net neutrality right now. Should, well, that's right. Should, if I'm having a party line. Now, if I have friends who... They've agreed to friend me on Facebook and I want to say anything, they're going to throw me off Facebook? And but but then and of course how do you what is the standard? Well, I, I don't know what the standard is. I've never, and I've never been This is off. the point. Just like pornography, nobody can come up with a standard. The standard is if you're white, it leans against you. If you're black, you can say whatever you want. I don't mean that it, harshly. That's just the truth. Every black friend I have, most of my friends, Facebook friends, don't, are black, don't look around. Are black there's nobody's here. Why? Why? You can. You can. And about, I'm defending the black people. Like, yeah. Black people. White people be so blah blah blah. You know, white people. And other people laugh, or they can be offended by it, not be offended by it, or answered. And it's totally okay. No one's say you should throw that black woman off Facebook because she said white people are are this. But if a if a white person says something like uh, what what's uh, what could be controversial? I don't know. All black oh, people. Oh, a friend of a friend of mine tried to get his friend thrown off because he said, "Listen, I don't really think." Um, this sounds so ridiculous. He says, "I don't think blacks make good quarterbacks," <laughs> which is this old racist kind of trope, you know. So my friend, instead of demonstrating to him why that's ridiculous, and there's plenty of reasons to demonstrate why that's ridiculous. Reports him to Facebook, tries to get him thrown off Facebook. So this is where, where we're heading. It's everything is trying to stop free speech. And I think we need a cultural reaction well, to this I, where we where we err on the side of free speech. But you're, I agree with you, but you're looking at it through this uh, comedy seller prism in New York City of left wing. You go to some club in Alabama, you start talking about Trump, you see how, how much uh, uh, patience. Now you're they the have snowflake. 
No, I'm just saying. <laughs> You're saying like, oh, you only get that from left. You don't get that from right. Sure you do. Maybe you don't get it in New York City in the village, but it, it it's out there. Have you encountered that? No, not me. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's smart enough to. So, so the, I mean, everything is getting. I think everything is getting sh- shut. Oh, so, so during Charlottesville, this is what really. So during Charlottesville, I wanted to start reading Richard Spencer and that other guy, J- Jason Kessler, is that his name? Yeah. I want yeah, to understand what was. What do these people believe? You know, and in real time, as I begin to look up this stuff, GoDaddy, whatever, like they're being thrown off the internet to the point where it became hard for me to research what it was that was going on in the world. Like I, like I should be like, I, my mind, I'm doing the most natural thing is like, let me go to the, to the, to the, uh, primary source material rather than take whatever anybody's saying about it. Let me see. What is this guy actually saying or well, not saying? Daily, what is it? The Daily and, Stormer. And, Stormer, yeah. And in the, well, I don't but, think... but they're losing their domain name. Blah, blah, blah. But in the name of enlightenment, they're trying to throw these guys off the internet. Wait, that, those are all private companies who are doing that. You're making an uh, argument no, then that maybe there should be a public service that's because... No, I said cultural. I understand it's not First, first Amendment violation. What I'm saying... It's that's why I use about the phone. Should the phone like should the, to, should they where does it stop? Should they monitor my phone calls? That's that's not government. Should should AT and T say listen, you can't well, use these no, phones. No, you, you, you we're not going to let you use your cell phone if you're discussing racist stuff. You you run a, a, a right. It's kind of the same thing. You run a restaurant. If yeah. someone came downstairs and started, you know, insulting your workers and saying that they're saying racist things, would you let them stay? No. So you would kick them out. Yes, but I'm running. I'm running a business. So why don't you err on the well, aren't these other companies running a business? Yes, but they are. I understand your argument, but this is not. It, I can't operate my business if I'm not. I'm not lo- like I'm not looking to find what people be thought police. I'm saying if I'm putting on a show and somebody's screaming and yelling, I. I mean, obviously, I can't run my business that way. I'm putting on a show. I have a, a thing. But I'm saying the internet. This whole thing with net neutrality. We were supposed to worry about net neutrality. That the government was going to be the threat of net neutrality. No, it's the it's the companies. Bowing to pressure, whatever it is. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I I'm saying, no, listen, this that's, is my opinion. The, not, the Barnes and Noble should carry Mein Kampf. Amazon should carry book. Mein Kampf. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> peop- do, do they not? Does Amazon not yeah, allow they, the sale of Yeah, oh, they yeah. do. I'm saying, and, and the same, and we think it's ridiculous the they wouldn't. Frank, Everybody should be able to get a domain name and say whatever they want. No, but you, they, they, you don't understand something. If that's Go Daddy, Go Daddy, or whatever website, portal had them we got to stop these you know. boycotts yeah no no no, no hold this on is their business. Yeah. this is their whatever you whatever they are say it's GoDaddy, for instance yeah. yeah now they don't have porn sites on there because they don't want to be known they want them to be known as a professional whatever the server is they want to be their name not, is like, GoDaddy. no but i'm sorry i'm not have I'm, you seen I'm, their commercials <laughs> yes yeah. i use that that's, that's the only one i know but I mean, whatever, whatever domain they were on it wasn't like it wasn't something that you'd find porn. He has on. an AOL address, by the way. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 still, I still do, actually. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I was so mad when CompuServe went down. <laughs> uh, um, but they don't want to, just like if you open a porno site on their server, they'd shut you down. We don't do that here. And, the, and what was written on there after um, um, Heather uh, Height? Higher. 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 After. What, the road on there. You read. You read. read yeah, it was. Right I there. mean, the Stormfront is known as just one of the most vile places. But this was. Just, this was right. like. This wasn't like somebody's opinion. This was some vile trash, and they were just like, you know what? Not on. Take it to another. It's a good. Take it to. And, and but you know, look, if the um, R A whatever they wherever they are now. 
if no, if... they got rejected by the Russians too. They did. What? Yeah. yeah, the Russians shut them down. I'm not sure where they are right now, to be honest. The Russians shut them down. I believe so. Yeah, oh. okay. Middle East, and we should bomb gonna, them. It's not going to stop there. It's gonna it's gonna extend to people like Amy Wax. You heard that whole controversy. This woman, Amy Wax, in the wrote this editorial in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Now they're trying to get her drummed out, drummer out of uh, the, the faculty on University of Pennsylvania. Okay, let, let, let me ask you something it's, though. It's it's you told it's, me that it's, I a, can... it's a never and it's it's a never ending thing. There's something so nice about the idea that everybody could just say whatever they want, vile but, uh, not vile. No, but that not that a way for us to protect? ourselves from terrorists as well like all the messages from isis and all that to keep people from getting radicalized don't look at me while i say that um it doesn't work no but they so to your point they should leave these messages in youtube and stuff like that in the videos right they should i think they should leave everything no i'm said it not me weren't you just complaining yeah, about your exactly. kid turning on the tv about like some porno thing listed on the on yeah. the channel guide what, what i was i was complaining about this is what i was complaining about on the on the uh, channel guide there's a softcore porn thing on Verizon, and one of them is like braced face teens getting it rammed hot rods. Like, there's this whole thing kind of glorifying. Uh, so, why shouldn't there be a channel that says. Barely legal. Like, yeah. like uh, I don't know, bomb America because uh, yeah. they yeah. are anti Muhammad or something. Yeah, actually, that, that would be okay with me. So, so <laughs> I, I'm, I made the point. I actually had that channel. I made. I my picture for it. I made the. You have to order it. Um, now, now, this this is going to require a little a little nuance in your thinking. Oh, so, no. so maybe you want to maybe you want to get up to some favorite. calories in there. But this is. I made I made the point. Two points. First of all, the utter hypocrisy that, for instance, Fox News has to fire somebody who was accused of you know talking dirty on somebody's answering machine. Yet Verizon can make money off appealing to people uh, uh, having wanting to have sex with underage girls. I think, I think you post this on Facebook. Yeah, it's like, why, why, yeah. Why, yeah. Why, why, it's but like, it's not underage, you said barely uh, legal, Isn't right? that a little different, It didn't though? say barely legal, it said like, brace face. They always, they use that barely, but everybody knows what they're saying, number one. Number, one. number you two, number one, it's incredibly, it, it, it's incredibly <laughs> bad for the culture. Now, it's Verizon is not just carrying it on there. They're advertising it and promoting it. Right. And that's, uh, that that was disturbing to me, and it's about something. It's about underage sex, and I'm not ever saying that this thing should be illegal, but I thought there was something weird. Like I don't know what the standard is. Like why is it okay for Verizon to be saying, you know, underage sex is awesome? You, I'm sure you want to spend money on seeing it. Channel, but of course, if you actually do it, you want to go to jail for the rest of your life. But it's totally totally okay to 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 jerk off to it and, and think it's awesome. Well, she's just she just looks young. Yeah, yeah, but brace face. I mean, it's just like, it just, it's sick in my stomach. And I'm saying, you know. Well, it might be those Invisaligns. Everybody has those. <laughs> the, point, the point being, it's, it's all partisan. Nobody cares what Bill O'Reilly did or didn't do. It's Bill O'Reilly. So they found a way to get him off. If anybody really cared, this appeal to, to teen sex would be come on the list of what we that we're bothered about before what well, two adults yeah. did. Well, I'm sure that's more about ratings and, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, so I, I, I was appealing that, that the standard, but I also do feel strongly about that. That if I were, if, see, if I were the president of GoDaddy, I would say to myself, listen, I'm, you know, we rent out servers, do whatever you want. I'm not, I'm not endorsing or not endorsing it. But Verizon actually is kind of endorsing it when they're marketing it. You they're know? getting paid for it. 
Well, and 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 they're getting paid for it, and it's just it's. If I, if I were the president of Verizon, I would never do that. Did you call them up and say, "Hey, what my?" I tweeted about it, and, and they owned a seller. And, and they Twitter gave instructions account. how to block he, it. He called them and ordered it first to see what's exactly going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see just how young they were. So go ahead. So anyway, <laughs> what what's hot? Come on. Uh, first of all, I I love. Oliver. Oh, oh I saw, can I yeah. just say one thing? Yeah. You're talking about like like Trump thought about this stock. I think this was planned. I really think a lot of Trump has to with like. Hey man, it's been three days without me, you know, occupying the news cycle. What, what can I do? Hey, yo, uh, what's Joe Arpaio do doing? Is he around for a part? Like, like if well, he yeah. ever went a month without tweeting or appearing in Talking public, to Mike. His, his, if he went a month without, um, you know, tweeting or appearing in public, his his approval ratings would go, they would skyrocket. Do you, do you really think they would? No. Oh yeah, I don't know, skyrocketing, but they yeah. would improve. Yeah. Define so? skyrocket like above fifty well, percent. They would go above forty. Uh, I'm I'm talking about with Republicans. Oh. Oh, huh. Oh, they they'd go above eighty. Uh, certainly, congressional Republicans. He he's making a mess. I mean, there's no there's no question he's making a mess. I mean, way back when, his inability to conf to conform his own behavior to his obvious own self interest, right? Almost a, was the reason I felt that you had to vote for Hillary. That was the one thing as a businessman that really occurred. It was like this guy can't be president because he. Like after day after he won the day after his convention speech, he gave that what I thought was a good convention speech. Yeah. Was the first thing it talks about Raul Cruz, Ted Cruz's father, you know, escaping justice for having being involved in killing John F. Kennedy. Like he couldn't. How do not, you know he didn't? He couldn't <laughs> control himself. A president needs to control themselves. I mean, it's crazy. Well, I, I think his speech was. Uh, I, I was I was shocked when he said, like, "Only I know how to fix it. Only I can. Only fix I can it. fix what, it." What? What? What is it? I mean, well, the argument. Well, the interesting somebody thing talk now like that is that he just punts everything in Congress. What's that? Say it again. He, he, yeah. he said he he's the only one that can fix it, right? And then he now he just punts everything in Congress. Oh yeah, he, he well, did clearly the deal with the Democrats it. today. Right. Which what do you think or about that? Or did he? Like what was what was the, what was his game plan? What was it? Tell the tell the listeners. He so he <laughs> yeah. give him time. One of them being <laughs> no Dorman. Until it's on paper, it's not. It's just um, a conversation. He had a meeting today with uh, Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, and it was over a, a number of things, but including um, disaster relief funding for. Uh, Houston oh, the Republicans and, and Texas. were were, were opposed the debt ceiling and, and raising the debt ceiling and. Um, in the end of it, he he cited he apparently from reports, uh, Paul Ryan and, and Mitch McConnell did not want him to uh, sign on this three month uh, deal to raise the debt ceiling, and uh, Schumer and Pelosi did, and he which apparently the, the which yeah it was tied relief. to disaster relief, um so no one can really vote against it, and uh, he cited with uh, Schumer and, and Pelosi. And what there's this great photo from a White House photographer that's looking into the windows of the Oval Office, oh, yeah. and he's like embracing Chuck Schumer, and they're smiling at each other. And then oh, he went man. on Air Force One and talked about it, and he mentioned Schumer and Pelosi, and he did not mention McConnell and Paul Ryan. Well, I mean... Dealmaker. What, what I would guess is that... Uh, can you imagine if Marco Rubio were president, and Marco Rubio had a meeting with Republicans... And decided that he's going to side with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. No, yeah, but I look. Trump is, as we know, is is no Republican. He ran as a Republican because that was his only chance of winning. He's always been kind of a conservative Democrat. But why doesn't the right wing base call him out? I mean, part like, of his because part, why part isn't of, Sean Hannity his, on, on right now yelling the, at him? The, the old well, Republican base is calling him out, but the new Republican base, like we talked about before, they appreciate him. Because he appreciates them, even though they don't think that he's as racist as they are, or or anti-Semitic as they are, or whatever. But he doesn't. He gives them respect. 
I just can't understand how Breitbart and Sean Hannity and, and Rush Limbaugh are not going crazy over this. What, what has Rush commented on it? I, not yet. I mean, I think it, it happened after his show, but Sean Hannity's show was on. And well, Hannity's. Nothing. I mean, God, what a what a hack. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't ever have to turn it on. I wonder if Hannity's going to blast Trump for this. No, <laughs> you know he's no, going to. No. Rush is busy being a hurricane. Well, well let's see what Breitbart says about it. Meet the swamp. Trump sides with Democrats during leadership conference. So Breitbart's calling oh, him out. There we go. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. But of course, he's doing the right thing. He's, I mean. Is he? By, by uh, uh, wanting to raise the debt ceiling and get disaster relief. Well, I, I think the debt ceiling has always been a loser for them. Right. I think that it, it was a little more complex, but now he he gave up sort of a chip when it comes to negotiating an immigration. Right. That was. I know that is that that chip never seems to work. You know much more about this than I do. Like I always feel sometimes like I wish they would chop st stop trying to be so clever. A lot works better when they just do the right thing. You know, it just yeah. Well, that's what Trump said he was doing today when he made comments in the. Pool right. spray, right? He was just like I didn't. I didn't hear about this. That's why I'm. But I'm just like, you know, these people need disaster. Just the look of of teetering and and of politicizing whether or not and how these people are going to get disaster relief is really unappealing. I, I, I'm just right. But the whole the the whole idea was that I, I believe Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell did not want, and the conservatives in Congress did not want disaster relief tied to raising the debt ceiling. And the Democrats did because you can't really vote against raising debt ceiling if it's tied to. So what did they? They so then how would they get disaster relief without tying to debt ceiling? So Trump would. It would be two separate things that they would be voting on: disaster what? relief and then raising the debt ceiling. Right, but what was their bargaining power like? Why? Why did Trump feel he had to go with the Democrats? So you don't know. That's, no, that's I don't what know. What's what what perplexing a lot of people? Maybe maybe he's trying to show the the Demo the Republicans. Listen, you don't want you don't want to you, you guys haven't done anything for me. Why should I be loyal to you? And he's right. But what makes you think he's not going to change his mind tomorrow, Trump? No, nothing makes me think that. I, I mean, you know, that's what he said today. You know. Listen, my my feeling about Trump, when you peel it all away, is that he's a, he's not a uh, he's not particularly fiscally conservative anyway. But what is he? If because you're saying he's not socially conservative, he's not fiscally conservative. So what is? He's a pragmatist. Like any businessman, I would guess. I don't. I mean, I don't know. He's got he's got psychological issues. I don't know. Like in healthcare, I think he would sign anything. You know, I don't anything that he thinks that that he was told would help people with their healthcare. You know, I, I don't think he I don't think he cares what it costs. In in his, I would also say that that he probably is smart enough to realize that no president has ever been judged on what their programs cost. They get judged on what they accomplish. So if he saves health care, nobody cares if it's fiscally unsustainable. You know, he's going to go down in history for saving health care. I think feel he just wants to accomplish things, uh, infrastructure, whatever it is. And he tried to play ball. I think what's the name? Priebus was probably a mistake because he kind of forced Trump to be this like Republican hack. And, you know, and it all blew up in his face. And now he looks impotent. And now they're flailing about trying to get something to work. I don't know. Well, I mean, they have a problem. The Republicans can't govern. I mean, they had seven years to come up with something right, that, that they could just agree that, on. All right, that argument annoys me. It's true. No, it's not quite true. Seven years. Yes. All they had to do was come up with a plan. It doesn't have to be a good plan. It just had to be a plan that they agreed on. And that would have been the end okay, of it. But this is what's, this is what's I think, specious about that argument. And even right. I heard Joe Scarborough using it, whatever it is. 
you could not things things change over seven years in year in 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 month six of the plan so you could you could repeal it and nobody's affected right at some point and it kind of all been happening falling into place now at some point just repealing it is just way too disruptive right to, to actually be realistic anymore right. of course, sure so it wasn't like for seven years they could have come up and, and in each point in time what would have what they could no. have come up with actually changed but they have no plan so now at this point it they actually did have a plan and McCain jettisoned it. Oh, they had a plan to repeal it, and then we discussed. No, we there was a plan with the with the with the risk pools and all that, and the, the last was like 138 billion dollars in risk pools, and it was you know various things. And actually, delving into it, a lot of it seemed pretty reasonable to me. There was a lot about that plan and this final thing, which I thought was pretty good, and taking it out of business, and you know, so anyways, so I think this like seven years is they they. They woke up in year seven and like, oh shit, the, the window of opportunity. That's what it is. You know, the window of opportunity to really do anything had closed. It was just, you could not. But then why did they run on repeal and replace? That was one of Trump's major themes throughout the campaign and the wall. What I'm saying is that when they got into office at that point, they had to look out at what the reality is on that day and then start fashioning what the replace could be, what was practical on that day. The past six years were not helpful to that. What, what, what they could have come up with in year two would have been great, but it was not going to fly in year seven. It's not, I'm just saying this whole thing, like they had seven well, years. It's the not really evolve? they had seven years. If they had a plan, years. wouldn't it evolve? As, as, I don't know. I, 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 me, what I would do, you know what I would do? I would, have, I would have tripled the individual mandate Again, which is because that's what insurance is. You have to have everybody in. Otherwise, I mean, wasn't that the main argu Republican argument though forever against the against Obamacare was the individual mandate? Yes, I'm saying what I would do. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm saying. But, but on the other hand, the Heritage Foundation original conservative right. proposal was an individual mandate. An individual mandate. You know, and Obama ran against the mandate, and Hillary ran for the mandate. So you know, it's all over the place. But I'm saying, as a as a practical person, I say, listen, if you want health rates to come down you have to have healthy people in the pool i offered obamacare last year one employee took it young healthy one took it and then the next year he dropped it zero employees wanted the the bronze plan so this is what obamacare has done for my employees nothing except a penalty so imagine what did so they do before what are the emergency room or they pay for the doctor they're young and healthy oh, but the point is now the only so who who gets it sick people oh shit i'm, I'm sick i need health care can't, i can't even be denied for pre-existing condition so i can go get it after i'm diagnosed so of course it'll go so so if you want to be have insurance let's be realistic you have to have the healthy people and they're not going to do it voluntarily especially so you got to make the mandate large enough that they have to or join join all in. they really need is is to have the public option they didn't have to have any of this. They well, just had to let everybody sign up for Medicare. I don't like public option. But anyway, when are you? Well, you it, it, is, it is another option. What? You wouldn't need it. You can still have your own private insurance. Yeah. My question is, when are you running for office? Oh, I, 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 Mr. I, I, ideas. I'd love to. So, so, but then I had, I, I, I did read somewhere recently. Was it, was it in the journal? Somebody, somebody did say, you know, let's get off of this. Just offer the uh, to uh, a stronger individual mandate. Oh, it was um. By the way, she's the smartest cause, Megan. McCardle, McCardle of Bloomberg. Yeah, Bloomberg? You, 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 yeah, you've recommended her a few times. Oh, she's so smart. 
that woman is so <clears throat> smart on so many things. But I think she's the one who, who said that, and I agree with her. That's what I would do. Like, I'm a guy who actually has to deal with this Obamacare thing. Get it away from business. I don't pay for their rent. I don't pay for their food. I don't. There's so many life necessities that I, I as a businessman, don't have to get sucked into. Do not suck me into people's health care. It's just nothing to do with me. I haven't got the time. I'm not going to do it well. Have an individual mandate. And then, of course, there should be competition as cross straight. Like, like every single one of those market approaches, that they should try them all. Try them all. And see what works and what doesn't work. It's some way, I would say this, an MRI is low-tech compared to a cell phone. Right. Why is a cell phone so cheap and an MRI so expensive? It's got to be because of well, the I don't perversion of the market. What I don't understand is, I have health care. And it's like really confusing to use. Like, it's why? Ridiculous. Why isn't it? Why isn't there like some sort of cool app that shows me the nearby doctors and I can book an appointment on the app and it just like tells me like what to do? It's extremely. Like, you don't have an just, app like that? No, I don't. I have an app like really? that. Really? I had an yeah. app for like with my old insurance company. It didn't work very well. It kept crashing. And then it, it should be like buying an iPhone. I feel like if I'm purchasing insurance, it should be very simple and like look pretty and then work very well. <laughs> yeah, I want it to look good. I don't know. I just want it to look good. Well, I want to be it, like. It, it wanna, well, that was the second requirement. Of, of course, and you know this. And, well, and, when I say look pretty, I mean it, it works well and it functions properly and it's easy to navigate. It's sleek. Because, and I know you know this and agree with me, there's only one thing that ever creates that, and that's competition. Period. End of story. Oh, yeah, there's only one way Federal Express <laughs> delivers overnight, and that's because there's competition. So some, and this is what people are always, but it's hard because if you're sick, you'll spend any, it's not a real marketplace. If you're sick, you'll, if you have cancer and you're dying, right. you'll spend every dime you have for that medicine. There's no, there's no, so supply, sure. you know, competition or, or the, the, the idea that you can not buy something goes out the window when you're sick. So it's a perverted, weird marketplace. But among insurance, if there was real competition, if, if you could look out there and say, listen, there's four companies here, and but these guys are way better and way easier to use. And it's maybe it's $30 more a month, but they have that great app. You know, that, that, that would be the answer. But right now, you're lucky if you can find one company in most markets that's even acceptable Right, there's no to incentive you. to improve the apps. No. If there are apps. No, and you, you got to have it when you're sick, right? So... That's why. Well, so I that's why it, individual payer, I think, is crazy. And then also, like, I think maybe the doctor, there's so many individual doctor offices, they're not all on one seamless app, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Why do you think, why well, do you think I know it's, it's crazy? Is, I think it's kind of ridiculous that I pay a lot of money or my employer pays a lot of money for health insurance and I still don't have a doctor because I don't know how to find one. It's, like, <laughs> extremely difficult to find a doctor. Uh, let me tell you what else is ridiculous. Doctors. Do you have We've a doctor? Do I have a doctor? Yeah. She's Jewish. Of course she has a doctor. My, si my sister's a doctor. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, somebody, in the somebody in the family. <laughs> no, because I've heard so many stories recently about misdiagnoses. Yeah. Uh, some of them significant, including my own baby almost got diagnosed really? with something. And in every one of those instances, it was because the doctor was not sufficiently experienced to be able to diagnose Meaning, I read about this after this, that there's like there's 10,000 known illnesses or something, and the most powerful human brain can't ever know all 10,000. So why is there not a app where you enter in every symptom, every test, every whatever it is, and that app spits out, and you should be able to do it at home, a, a curve of every possible thing that this could be from the least probable to the most probable so that it's nothing is left to the doctor's memory. And then of course the doctor can 
use his judgment. He's there also in case for or some reason. He or she, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're right. No, you're right. I mean, what are the odds? But all right. <laughs> okay. no, no, we're, no. we're talking about a medical doctor. Listen, let me, let me tell you my vasectomy story in a second. But anyway, so of course, so of course the doctor. But the idea, and I think it's vanity. I think like, I think the doctors just don't want to admit. Like in the old days, the smartest guy in the town would be the doctor because whatever there was to remember and think, he was the guy who could do that. The Now... The smartest brain is nothing compared to a computer. Nothing. So, and, and every one of the cases that I know, something that was misdiagnosed, including this, um, I forget what, hema, hema something on my, on my son's mm -hmm. face, every one of them would have been spit out by a computer. So Juanita, my wife, God bless her, she started researching over and over the thing that was on my son's face, and she diagnosed it. And oh. she went straight to the doctor, the, the one specialist who dealt with this, and he said to her, how did you know to come to me? She says, well, I've been researching. He goes, usually people go to three or four doctors and before they ever get to me because nobody knows what this is. Wow. That's, what the doctor, that's what the specialist said to, to wow. yeah. And say, well, why wouldn't it? If, but if you put in the symptom, you know, a, a rose-colored thing on the face and right. slight bleeding and whatever it is, of course... It would the doctor wouldn't well, do maybe, that himself. Maybe, the doctors, maybe doctors don't should know just them. start googling inside the we you know while you have them right there. My sister, the doctor, googles all the time. The, your sister, doctor, what? She googles all the she time. She googles all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so and I mean, it's the whole notion of second, third opinions. That's because you we presume that not every doctor can know everything, but we're coming to a time when every doctor actually should be able to know everything because it should all be in a database, and that database should be getting richer and richer with every sick person in the on the planet Earth, really. So you create a so you kind have of to centralize it somehow. Yeah, centralize it. So it doesn't have to have their names or anything. Just the the symptoms, the blood the blood results. Whatever. You're still going to get different opinions on how to treat it, whatever it is, probably. Yeah, I, I just I'm very skeptical of the medical profession on yeah. this, and and that would bring costs down. You know, you know what also would artists. be great too, and this is just really random thinking out loud, is that when you want to make an appointment to go to the doctor. <laughs> Like you, you have only, a lot of uh, issues. I love just, I, 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 tell me, it can't be that difficult. It can't be that difficult. Why aren't there any offices open after five p.m.? Uh -huh. Like I work nine to five p.m. I can't go to the doctor nine to five p.m. And then additionally, it takes like three to four hours at the office half the time because I have to yeah. fill out the same paperwork every single time I go there. And it's like not only once you have to fill it out, you have to fill like ten forms with the same information about your name. Your, and they don't you know, read it. And it's, it's like it's you know, and then they have to input it, and they have to wait like an hour, and then doctor sees you, and then it's like a it's like a four it's like a whole day event almost. That's well, why you, know. you need a family member who's a doctor. Like right. Well, I have. So if you don't have that, <laughs> that's like, why you need to be Jewish. Why, <laughs> why aren't there any other doctors open? You know, why aren't why but, can well, I go make an appointment for eight p.m. at nighttime after I get off work? What happened? When I was a kid, they made house calls. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When we were kids, the doctor would come to your because house because there wasn't whole bureaucracy then. What they, happened? They, they were physicians, you'd, and you'd actually give the guy a hundred bucks cash. Now, the, I, the only thing that's good that you have a little I, like, bag. Yeah. The only thing that's good is I had bag. like strep throat a couple years ago. And instead of just making an appointment and finding a doctor, I just went to the urgent care clinic and you can go whenever and they just treat you and it's great. But it, you don't have why you just don't have an, an actual doctor that treats you. Every what about time. City MD? That's what I'm saying. In a drink, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've had good experiences with those. Yeah, they're great. And, yeah. You, and, and actually, the guy with the yarmulke was there one time. It was awesome. <laughs> But why aren't actual doctors' offices I felt, I felt really safe. like that? I mean, there are, you know, like why can't because, I don't I, get it? It's the same answer because it's not it's not a competitive system. I'm not saying it's easy to make it a competitive system. But what happened? What happened between the time doctors used to come to your house till now? What was the 
Was it insurance companies? Insurance regulations, insurance. the fact that you have to have everything be sterilized, the testing, they don't have the machines. At your <laughs> Sterilization. <laughs> Sterilization. Hygiene. <laughs> no, no, she's right. It's, it, 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 it becomes so, there's so much paperwork. I mean, every doctor we know is like, it's the same thing in the restaurant business, probably. Everything is paperwork now. It's all about suing them. They're afraid that yeah. yeah, that's the other, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, I, if, I, if a doctor came to your house and then something happened while they were at the house because he didn't have the right thing while he was treating you, exactly, and then the family sues the doctor because the the kid gets really sick or something else happens, in in a in a in a medical environment, you have more controls. Well, I think the doctor then he could kill everyone in the house and walk <laughs> off, and nobody knows there's nothing. So, so did, did I all. did I tell you this, Mike? Did I tell last week about my experience with a vasectomy? No. Please, I didn't. Please, please tell which, us. In we tried detail. to avoid it last week, but then so you, you remember it. This is, this is, this is, <laughs> okay. this is what, what she said. She about the doctor. My urologist is a black man. He's he's a fantastic urologist, Doctor Doctor Olukal. Does he and, giggle when he? Uh, huh? But I, now he's been my doctor for a while, but I never really gotten to know him. It was short visits. So I'm getting a vasectomy. My wife made me get a vasectomy. My wife made me get a vasectomy. So he's. First of all, this is a horrible procedure. They they don't you know they don't put you to sleep. You're awake during the whole thing. Why well, not? I think the pain's supposed to knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's local anesthetic. But anyway, and, and 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 so then he starts to perform the procedure. They cover yours. They put a hole in your scrotum, you know. And <laughs> all right. And so and and but he's talking. <laughs> He's like, he starts talking about... And, and you're watching this whole thing? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, it's kind of covered. I can't really see it, but I, I could see, like, blood and stuff. Anyway, so... And I see him, like, when he puts down the Your surgical tool, to it's all, it. all disgusting. You know? so, so he's talking about stuff, whatever, and somehow we find ourselves talking about Charlottesville. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 agree now. <laughs> so I'm talking. <laughs> that is hilarious story. <laughs> so I'm talking to my black urologist, <laughs> and he's from South Carolina. <laughs> he told me a story about when the Klan came to his town, you know. So he's talking about Charlottesville. And I am such a putz, you know. <laughs> I don't even stop to think for a second. Like maybe I need to be careful what I say to this black guy who who's really? literally cauterizing right. my uh, urethra, and I can uh, smell, I can uh, smell my burning tissue. Oh my god! So I'm like, you know, I'm not sure about the Confederate flag. You know, a lot of <laughs> yeah, you know, there are good people on both sides. Yeah, right. <laughs> but so, so and actually, we had a really good conversation, and I believe the, I believe everything's okay. Now he he turned out he was. First of all, I'm not. I, I'm not that. Uh, uh, I wasn't like defending the Confederates, and and he's not that left wing. So I think the conversation was okay. But afterwards, I thought to myself with some pride, like, well, you know, I guess I really don't see color. Like, as you walk in and they go, is that supposed to look like? <laughs> because because if, if, you see, if you see if you see if you're a racist, hey, you would never have a, a black urologist, right? But even if you got a black urologist. You would know enough not to talk to him about the Confederate flag while he's giving you a vasectomy. Unless you were a racist. <laughs> Unless, <laughs> yeah. No. Then you wouldn't yeah. have a filter. Then he literally has your balls in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. You, so, I saying, so I guess I really don't see color. And the, and the corollary is that sometimes you should see color. 
Like, 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 maybe that would have been a good time. Let's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like get your race on. Every time to see colors, so he emailed was... us afterwards, and he was glowing. Like, <laughs> I, I must be a really good person. Yeah, like, <laughs> I could, but at, like, it didn't occur afterwards. I said, "But what the fuck is the matter with me? Like, just shut up." So he said, "Yeah." Whole... Or what does that say about a wonderful doctor who took the Hippocratic oath and, yes. up, and upheld it and treats everybody the same, no matter what? They're <laughs> he could have about. ruined you, stabbing himself in the thigh while he's yeah, trying yeah. to try to control himself. No, no, it was he, he was. This is a good doctor. I have to say that. <laughs> Are you going to leave him a Yelp review with that story? Did you guys end this <laughs> I leave session by singing milkshake together? Singing what? what? Milkshake? Milkshake. What's that? My uh, milkshake brings other boys to the yard. The... Like it's better than yours. Damn right. You listen it's to your daughter's uh, your, at your daughter's room again. That song is like fifteen years old. Yeah, that song's like fifteen years old. Yeah, how old was your daughter fifteen years ago? Uh, she was eight. Yeah, that's not yeah, yeah. <laughs> So maybe yes, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I I I I'm not, I think I think you're right about the doctors. I, actually, I think Oliver is right about most of it. Oliver, wow. just, can you, before you go, can you tell everybody who was the person, right, oh. they didn't end up passing it, who oh, told no. you on day one that the healthcare thing was not finished, that he was going to continue? Oh. Just just tell everybody. You, you did say this, although you... Whoa, 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 whoa. It hasn't passed yet. There I, hasn't I just been, said it, it hasn't right. passed, and it may but not pass. You did say after it failed the first time that it was for certain going to come back again. And I said, Trump, why would Trump? They're saying he's right. going to walk away from it. Why would he walk away from it? It doesn't make any sense. Right. And then yeah. he did. He did oh, we have our it. predictions. And I fear that some of mine are. And we made when Trump got elected. I feel some, some oh, of mine yeah. like. I, I hope remember. I lose this. this, this What's going to happen in Korea, Tony? What's your prediction? I, I predict that there, there will be some type of. Uh, uh, nuclear scuffle nuclear yeah and, and who, who are they gonna bomb no 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 i think we'll bomb them with a nuclear bomb yeah why would we, why would we do nuclear no, no, i don't, I don't know it takes your mind off a lot of things like russia <laughs> i don't know who knows why you're trying to make sense out of it well because a, well, nu they, a nuclear bomb could the fallout could go into china could go into south korea yeah. well uh i wouldn't go with this i've i've assumed they would they would uh drop an open drop a nuke in uh well i don't know where they where they did their testing but in in i'm sure wherever they're Dongyang, doing it is, is that, the worst that, place that's to where bombed. i think they would drop it and i think they're not really worried about i don't know I, if they do attack how can well, they I mean, can't do conventional weapons i mean you'd have to send two hundred thousand troops there no there's a lot of they don't need conventional the new york times actually had a no, really I mean, good story about them. this a while ago and i mean unless you because like they could just start firing firing conventional artillery at south so, korea and that would yeah. that would kill you know millions yeah, a lot of people. Uh, so if you're gonna take a strike on them, you would have to really, you know, make sure you took them out in the first but, round. But you couldn't even do that. You couldn't take them out in the first right. That's round. the whole problem, and that's why Bannon says there's no military solution because it's without. Even Mattis said that that the time for talking is never over. I mean, this can't. It's so upsetting. It's really, it's it's scary. I mean, it's 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 really scary, right? I mean, well, he can't. He's got one card. He can't play it. I mean, who? Uh, uh, Kim Jong Un. Listen, they always say his name sexually, even on in, in, in New York. In New York Magazine, not that long ago, there was a there was a recounting of a time during the Carter administration when we almost had a nuclear strike. Do you, do you remember reading that? That we came like within minutes of a of a mistaken nuclear mm -hmm. strike in the United States of America. What's going to happen in North Korea? I mean, what are what are we pinning our hopes to in terms of our safety? That nothing will go wrong in a in a backwards country like North Korea, where where people believe the president doesn't poop, rather than like like well, never well, will, he'll never 
Did you ever see that movie, The Dictator, with the uh, Sasha yeah, Baron yeah, Cohen? Yeah, like yeah. they're gonna tell him whatever he wants to hear about anything. No, you're. But... Do you think we could beat America? Yes, you could beat America. Like he's gonna have a totally wrong impression of the world. Everything is analog there. I mean, there's so much room for for disaster. You're right, but but the thing is, you don't. Uh, well, we'll engage in a disaster to prevent a disaster because a war in the Korean Peninsula is probably gonna leave millions dead. Most likely, maybe ten well, million. Uh, right? The only thing I can say is that in the Iraq War, the first one, and how's it going to? Yeah, end? I was going to say they were predicting hundreds of thousands of deaths, and, and there were hundreds like, of thousands of deaths. No, in the first oh, one, the first one, and there was like none. Yeah. Like, so sometimes these these casualty scenarios are wrong, but I don't. Well, know. Well, they didn't expect that they're going to run and stuff. But the funny part is, like like you said, you know, the media was telling the Iraqi people and the, and the president everything that we defeating the Americans, we we taking even the, after the first three four days, right until the american soldiers actually walk into the tv station yeah. <laughs> it's a true story yeah and the guy <laughs> and he was like we're gonna have to interrupt our <laughs> it's a true story so yeah so you're right the people are not i think we're gonna bomb north korea too but i think we're gonna drop it on, on syria by mistake so yeah that's my prediction. i kind of hope we do I, I don't know why can't they just hack the systems because the Asian. a lot of them are analog. No, oh. they're Asians. We can't beat them in that. Oh, hack, hack the, the, the computers? Yeah, like the, the, the computers. That can't be analog, I guess. <laughs> I, well, they I, did it with that uh, Iranian uh, nuclear Stuxnet? reactor, the Stuxnet. Yeah. Well, there was, wasn't there some speculation that we did it recently with North Korea? Yeah. One of their, well, I don't understand, and, and I understand it's com very complex and difficult, but we do a lot of complex things. At least we have Trump on, things. Trump on this, so he'll, take, why, he'll handle it. Why can't we just shoot these things out of the sky yet? Well, yeah. they, then it they, would blow up wherever you shot yeah. it. Well, I mean, just shoot it out before even like when it's launching. Just take it out. That's I what. That's what. Or have a kamikaze. Just well, it does have to go three thousand miles. You think at some point in that three thousand miles, you could shoot it down, but it probably. Well, I there was. There, I mean, this is what I know. There was like a few months ago or last year, they, they tested one of these things and it missed. Right. Yeah. And then just recently, it hit. But nobody's sure how accurate these things. And they're worried now too if be. that they if. If it's North like a Korea bullet launches a bullet. one, right? But, and if we miss, it's going to look bad and make us look weaker, right? But we're not going to fire fire just one. We're going to fire a bunch. That's what I think. We'll, we'll you know, get more than like one Patriot shot against Scott. I mean, they did a good job. You know, listen, the, how fast uh, these things go? I mean, it's still going to travel three thousand miles. Anything can go wrong. They're, it's going really fast because it's you have to keep in mind it like it has to exit right like the atmosphere and then come back down if it's an ICBM. So then it's going the speed of the Earth's orbit. Right, it's going very fast. I don't know. He went from real, really scientific to really. <laughs> Are you sure it's very fast or very, very fast? Because I thought it was very, very fast. I'm so happy none of you are in charge. Of any of this. <laughs> I think we should have an app oh my that God. that can are, shut are we down. Determined? That, yeah, an app that shut down that. And then of I'll course, just just this week, I think I, the 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 scientist that. Reagan first went to to uh, develop uh, anti-ballistic missiles just died so they were talking about him and how how and I, I'm old enough to remember this how it, again Tony's ilk they derided well, Reagan they derided Reagan Michael Kinsler how ridiculous Star Wars was and the idea of, of shooting down missiles and all like the whole missile defense thing was just like liberals were just like laughing at the stupidity of it and now liberals are saying why that's okay we have anti-ballistic like they're putting pinning all their hopes on the, the the umbrella that the same program they they derided so 
I don't know. It's just an interesting irony to me. Yeah. I my, think you can't take elk, any chances. Look at what what, what this, is, this is the question. Later. This is the and this is really the hard question. By the way, it it, it goes. It goes very, very. <laughs> <laughs> how, how fast is it going? Oh my god! At, at, top speed is fifteen thousand miles per hour. Oh wow! Yeah, that's fast. That's yeah. fast. That's, so that's how fast as a conventional bullet go? Like 15? three thousand miles, four thousand miles per hour? I don't know. Very <laughs> fast. <Where am> <laughs> Shoot me. Okay, what? Get, ready? <laughs> was, that, I was, like, was that a guess, or you know something about that? I think that's. A, I think I read it what? somewhere. I don't know. I just Google how fast bullets go. Okay. Uh, at what point? Does South Korea's interests diverge with us? And at what point do we say, look, I'm sorry, you know, we've been defending, we've been defending you. We will not live under uh, the threat of a nuclear bomb from North Korea. And we're. And what? And and we're going to do this and we hope for the best for you and we'll do everything we can to protect you. 17. Would America ever do, do that? No. You think not? No. Because then there probably uh, would be a war. And now let me ask you this question. Because it, sh- it show, then, shows weakness. No, Ch- China, well, China has said that if, if North Korea, oh, let's say this. We talk, China said if North Korea goes first, so China's going to stay out of it. Kim Jong-un sends off another, uh, uh, and, it, and it drops uh, threateningly close to Japan. And we're like, that's or it. on Japan. Or on Japan. And then, then is it okay to go in? Then I guess, uh, you know what? Once he actually bombs somebody, yeah. whether it's by accident or not, that, then I would think that hopefully the international community would say, especially China, but okay, hold on a second now. We're going to take care it, of this. It just keeps coming back I, to saying that we should never have let it get this far. It's, yeah. it's just I don't such know a about failure. international community anymore. Well, it's, it's such but, a but, you know, everybody says, but the, here's the thing. Every single president uh, since Eisenhower has kept the, the peace. That's no small... Uh, now, this really started I, under Clinton and then Bush and then Obama. No, but I'm saying with North Korea and South Korea. Yeah, but there was never the, this nuclear issue. Well, the nuclear issue, but... The, the question, too, is like how long... Let's keep the peace I mean, first. Everyone's going to have one of these things at some point, right? We want to put that off as long as possible. I mean, we did. Listen, I, I can... My heart yearns for uh, so my like, children and... Are you going to sing? My grandchildren and their children. After that, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, what about your great-grandchildren? I don't know. I'm just You're saying... Gonna... Who knows? Maybe we can't put this off forever, or or maybe by the time we everybody gets one, the technology to protect us from it is so right. That's the that's the thing, that, right? And like theoretically, we should be able to shoot these things out of the sky soon. I mean, you, it comes close to saying, "Listen, we're all going to die, so why not today?" Well, I know we're, I know I'm going to die someday, but I still <laughs> you prefer not would, today. Would like to would like to hold it off as long as possible. It may be inevitable. The Earth will eventually blow up, probably. I mean, everything, you know. Yeah, but does it have to be sooner rather than later? It, that's what I'm, I mean, my point. Know, like, we, we don't want it to be sooner. I think that we're allowing this guy to get an atom bomb. And then what is the lesson to every other dictator in the world? It's, it's just... Well, I think they've already learned that lesson from Saddam and Gaddafi. Like, hey, don't let go of your nuclear weapons because they'll come and get you. Saddam didn't have nuclear weapons, but... Gadda- well, he was trying to get Gaddafi them. Gaddafi was trying to get them, yeah. And Gaddafi gave them up. All right. Um. Anything else? Any other issues? You guys have any? Uh... Well, let, let's just make. I, I did not. You know, I, I, I do notice about journalists is that they they have to. It's ironic. They have to be very careful what they say, which is. I try. Not always, but I try. <laughs> oh, <laughs> actually, I think it's more that reporters like being the ones who ask the questions as opposed to answering them. 
No, no, they all they're opinionated. You think you think when they go out to a bar, they don't just spout off. They don't start asking each other questions. So we just need to get them. Dr- <laughs> we need to get them drunk next time more. There you go. More like once they like they get like woohoo. Say whatever. Right? right? See enough. CNN is very you know. Yeah. Very you touchy. should you should do like a, a a Chris Matthews thing. Tell us tell him something he doesn't know. It should be easy. <laughs> I, I like Chris Matthews actually. I like I don't know. So I I have a I have a quick question. Uh, is, we gotta just, go. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, quick. Uh, how quick can it go? Where are we at? One, One oh, something. We're way over time. Go ahead. We are? Go ahead. We, we Go ahead. Like take off. Yeah, he already took, took half of the time that I was going to No, ask. no, he's got to so, cut out that whole part. So that I'll oh, like, yeah. Paul, so, Paul McCurry. Go ahead. The Paul McCurry one. Now you got to take that out. <laughs> It's no, actually, keep keep in the part where I say cut out Paul Mercurial. <laughs> <laughs> so at least he'll know I said something that I had to cut out. But cut off. Do you think Trump is gonna run again? And if he does, you know what is gonna slogan oh. be instead well, of uh, I, make America great? I agree again. with what she said before. <laughs> no, I, I want to know his slogan if he runs again. Keep like America I would great. say is like it was it was fun. You're gonna miss me. What do you, <laughs> what do you think his slogan would be? If well, you but, I, but she said before about uh, there's a better chance of him being reelected than being impeached. Yeah, which is definitely no. He's not gonna get reelected. But what I want to know no, is slogan. No, there is a better. You know what Ann Coulter be... suggested his slogan be? Yeah, I broke my promises, betrayed my friends, and used my office to help my family. But hey, at least I'm not Hillary. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. I like that. I that might work. work. That'll work for him. You gotta okay. give her. You got. You know, we know her. That's why. So we 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 know her. But you gotta give her up. Give it up to her, and also they totally, they totally twisted her words about that hurricane thing about the gay thing. What? Uh, I, that she rather was because a, a lesbian uh, mayor than uh, because I of just, what? Again, I'm the, 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 to be clear, Anne really likes when the media, you know, she said she made a really inflammatory comment, not unusual for Ann Coulter, and the media picked it up, and then she, you know, pretended she was under fire, and it was it was good for everyone, right? Yeah, I don't know, but they, but they, but. It may listen. It's it's like she 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 clearly enjoys being the subject of controversy. Yeah, yes. she courts it. And yes. she's she, an alcoholic. She so but, okay, it it may or may not be good for her career. That I don't know. Again, her she has a base. Like Trump has a base, right. and as fires up her base. But me as a consumer of news, it is not good for whoever it is the purveyor of the news when I see them taking somebody's words and twisting them to mean something that she didn't mean and then reporting it to me as if she said something anti-gay that they lose credibility and, and that can't possibly be good for them. And that's what they did with her in this tweet where she wasn't saying that the hurricane was a punishment uh, for what is for gay marriage? No, she, no, she, no, she was a lesbian mayor. Lesbian no. of her lesbian mayor. She was saying that she thinks global warming is ridiculous she wasn't making an anti- making yeah, an anti-gay I think her, her comment. Quote was something like, "There's more of a chance that the hurricane was a result of Houston electing a lesbian mayor than of global warming." Yeah, meaning that yeah, yeah. meaning that there's absolutely no chance that global warming was the cause. All right, but I mean, she clearly said it in a way that was aimed at grabbing headlines and, and making herself the. the but they reported it as Ann Coulter blames the hurricane on lesbians. I don't know how, I, I don't know how, to, how yeah, idea was that's why it. that's what it came on my feet. Ann Coulter blames her before it's on. But on she lesbians. did say. That that was a more credible explanation than 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 global warming, which that's a ridiculous statement. No, she's but she's joking. Yes, yeah, she's, she's saying it's she's she's trying to say how ridiculous it is. She wasn't uh, actually how ridiculous uh, climate change science is. Yeah, that yeah. Now you like can she's take. Putting, she's putting on the same level as like uh, uh, this woman's uh, sexual preference causing a hurricane. Like those two things are. Yeah, equal. she's saying that it's it's absurd. Now you can take her to task for thinking that climate. Oh, I'll change, take her to task. The climate change <laughs> is ridiculous. 
she did. She is saying climate change is ridiculous. Right. That would be fair. Oh, here's a tweet. I don't believe Hurricane Harvey is God's punishment for Houston electing a lesbian. I don't believe Hurricane right. Harvey is God's punishment for electing a lesbian mayor, but that is more credible than climate change. So, so, yeah, then and, then, and then the way they covered it was because somebody sent me this was, oh, John, who's John Cooper? I don't know. Oh, from QueerTY.com. Like, they, they, oh, that's a reliable. And Calder suggests. <laughs> you're, you're lumping all of the media and like, oh, the media <laughs> no, no. covered them. Queer TY. GoDaddy. And Calder suggests Hurricane Harvey. You're right. And Calder suggests Hurricane Harvey is God's punishment to homosexuals. What? Yeah, it's not. Well, that's it's that's that one part. man's opinion. Yeah, yeah. But I think I heard that all, a lot. Well, well, well you know yeah. what, though? Yeah. In all fairness, if she's saying that it's uh, more credible than the idea of uh, climate science, then uh, she said, I then she don't. She that. said, I don't believe it. I don't. Yeah. But that's more credible. That, listen, well, that she would believe that over science is what she's saying. I think she was clearly joking. They were feeding into her trap. It's like me right. saying. And that, to, exactly. Now we're talking yeah. about Ann Coulter, which is exactly what Ann Coulter wants. It's like me saying if like I find if I if I find weed on my kid and he says it's not mine, I'm like saying listen, I don't believe in aliens, but aliens are more likely than you're telling me the truth right now about this weed. That's like that's why like, do you oh, hate aliens. He says he hates aliens. He says he, he believes in aliens. No, I'm, I'm not saying I believe in aliens. I'm just saying what you're telling me is so Wait, ridiculous. Do you, do you believe in aliens? It's just as likely. Well, more likely you should listen to the yes. last episode. Well, that's exactly that's why it's so crazy. Science I, is so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, this would yeah. be more credible. Yeah, I don't know. Climate change is uh, could be true. Wait, do you do you, <laughs> do you believe in aliens? Of course, I believe in aliens. I want to know if you believe in it. You believe in aliens? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. That, that aliens yeah. exist in in the universe? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's it has I think, to be. I think then the natural progression of things in the Trump era is that at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the maybe the first uh, you know term that the aliens come to Earth. Yeah, actually, when I and I realize when I when I say I don't believe aliens have come to Earth, I mean yeah, of course somewhere there's probably aliens. Yeah. Why haven't they come to Earth yet? Um, we we had a guy on two weeks yeah. ago, a, a scientist about this. About the, yeah, you should oh, listen really? to it. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it was a great episode. You, you know, the one theory, it's a pretty good theory, <laughs> is that every time a a society gets so advanced that they actually begin to have the technology to possibly travel from planet to planet, themselves. they destroy yeah. themselves and knock themselves or or just knock yeah. themselves back to the Stone Age, uh, and like we might be about to do. With or maybe they weapons. just don't want to come here. Maybe they can look at us from far away and go like, "Well, if they come when nah. they when they under sixteen, they can." We gotta, go. we gotta get, wrap uh, this up. Yeah. Maybe we're the smartest civilization in the whole universe. No, that's. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's gotta be the smartest civilization. Why can't it be us? It's true. Uh, it can be. It can't. It be. could be that. That is a theory. That's very. And we already have aliens here. We just call them Mexicans. So anyway, <laughs> is that nothing? Maybe we should build a wall around the, <laughs> build a roof around the earth. <laughs> all right, I, li I like that. All right, well, thank you so because much. Do you guys want to share a your lot information? Of them are all of them, <laughs> the aliens. Some of them, are the, some of them are very nice aliens. <laughs> some, some of them, I suppose, are very nice creatures. <laughs> well, some of them are rapists. <laughs> Oliver, do you want to share your information? What, what Twitter or um, I'm at Oliver Darcy. Okay, yeah, very simple. Hadas. I'm at Hadas underscore Gold. Underscore Gold. What a nice name. I'm Such at nice Tony Darrow, T-O-N-Y-D-A-R-O. Come and unfriend me. <laughs> <laughs> Steven. On Instagram and Twitter, at Chinabria, China, B-R-I-A. Deepu? Oh, they can check out the YouTube page for this show, yeah. Live from America podcast on YouTube. That's right. What about R2D? And you can go to... And follow me if you want to for some reason r2d <laughs> thank you yeah and you can go to comedy or live from america podcast.com thank you oh let me also uh, 
Paul Mercurio. <laughs> <laughs> right, good night. Good night. Good night. You were listening to Live from America podcast. To contact us, please go to www.livefromamericapodcast.com. Brought to you by the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production. 